My wife said it this morning, and I'm just saying it again. Some of the vision, some of the words for 2022 have to do with the manifestation of things in your life that you believed for a long time and things that you've not seen happen. And there's many things that maybe have been delayed or whatever. It doesn't matter. But this is a year for those who believe it. See, the thing about God, it's not just, it's not just because God said that it would work, that it works. It, it's what God says will work, and then we've embraced that. We've applied it to our life. We believe it, and that's what causes it to come to pass. We play a part in that. He set it up that way. I'm not telling him what he can or can't do. I'm saying that's what he set up. So we have to believe it. How many believe that tonight? Amen. Awesome. Well, I'm going to just kind of tie up. If you weren't here this morning, make sure to, and even if you were, just go back and listen to the word from this morning again. It's important that you do. And, and a lot of what we talked about had to do with spiritual seeing versus natural seeing. And vision has to do with seeing. And, and ha, a, a visionary is a seer, somebody that sees. And the wisdom and the imagination, as we talked about this morning, the wisdom and imagination that is being revealed to us, that's given to us by God, it has to be under control. It has to be, it has to be in a restraining position because people that are unrestrained, as some of the examples that I used this morning, that just do crazy things. You, we go off the deep end and we try to call it God, and it was never God. You understand? Because the vision has to be restrained. You know, when there's not restraint, then people are left to their own devices and doing whatever they think is right. We all have to learn. We all have to be developed. I don't care who you are. You have to learn what that really means and, and understand how to flow with the vision that God has had for you already. God's not making up vision for you as it goes. <laughs> he had the vision before the foundation of the world, and it's been set in place. And now what we're learning to do day by day, week to week, month to month, year to year, we're learning how to tap into the vision God already had planned for us. Amen? So there's corporate vision that you're a part of. There's personal vision that you're, you are allowing to evolve in your life. And I'm telling you, it's a win-win. Our greatest days are right now and before us. Can you say Amen. Right now and before us, our greatest days. If you believe these things, I mean, it, it, you, can't, you can't not have your greatest days. That's right. Amen? So, title of my message tonight and kind of tying this together is how to maintain your vision. So, <clears throat> I have four verses of scripture that I'm going to read to you about maintaining your vision. And... The first thing that I want to look at, and it, it's all out of what we talked about this morning, but number one <clears throat> is keeping the Word. Keeping the Word of God. You maintain your vision by keeping the Word of God because the Word of God is the foundation of your vision. It's the source for your vision. The Word of God actually is your vision, but it's the source to create the personal vision in your life. 
And the verse of Scripture I want to look at concerning that, and that this is how you maintain this, and this is how you keep the Word, by what it says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. This is really good. I mean, this is really good. Let's just read it together. Is it up here? Yeah. Let's just read this together. <clears throat> Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you in a new person, into a new person, by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will, His plan, His vision, what, he, what you're here for. You'll know that, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It's the plan that He has. To be able to tap His will, His vision, His purpose for you, you have to learn to not copy the behavior and customs of the world. Now, there's two things about that that are really important. Number one, you've got to know who you are. And you've got to be good with who you are. Hmm? And, and if you need to go on a social media fast for a year to get some things settled on the inside of you so that you can handle social media, <laughs> you need to do that. I'm telling you, you need to do it. I encourage you to do it. Because social media, is, 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 as good as it is, it's, it's one of the worst things for people because of their comparison of what other people do. If you want to compare ourselves, in, in your comparison to other people, you may be an apple and you're comparing yourself to an orange, you'll never measure up to an orange. Ever. You're an apple. Be the apple. Hmm? I'm going to be the seed. Right? Be that. And we've got to become... We've got to become so confident in what God created us for. And, and I'm going to say a thing, and, and because what I'm talking about is vision, all right? And along the way, God will give you vision for things that you don't think have to do with the vision of your life when it absolutely has everything to do with it. One example, I'm not going to use a bunch of examples, but one example for myself. <clears throat> My personal vision was being hindered because I lacked a vision for all of my extended family. I didn't like them. I didn't want to be around them. They wanted to have family reunions, and I didn't want to go. I didn't like them. didn't like any of them. And because of that, it was hindering my personal vision. I couldn't see God because that's not God. I don't care what people have done to you or anything else. It's God's will for you to be connected to family. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to everything all fit into place. And you don't have to necessarily live around everybody and all that kind of stuff. But you, but there's, you have to put out an effort for that. 
And in 2000, I think it was three or four, somewhere in there, I, I, I went on a journey to see my family, me and my family restored. And you know what I found out? It really wasn't them, it was me. They all wanted to be around me. They all wanted to be connected to me. But it was me. I, I was the one with the attitude, and I didn't realize it. And when I got, when I, when I got settled with that, then, then I thought, okay, good, I've made that decision. And then God says, no, 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 no. No, you're going to pursue all of them for the rest of your life. Oh, but I don't want to do that. I just want to have the, I, I made the men's and, okay, I tell them all I'm sorry and all that. No, 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 now you're going to pursue them. So everywhere I go, if I travel somewhere, if I've got a family member close, I make sure to stay an extra night, see them, be around them, you know, connect with them. And I had to do that because I had to get over some things within myself so I could see what God called me to do really, truly. I mean, you know, during that time I was pastoring this church, but there were things there that were just not exactly right. And I'm saying that because I, I can say today there's not anything on my end that is hindering the flow of vision between me and God that I know of, okay, that I know of. If he reveals other things to me that I need to change and make adjustments in, I will. But that I know of today because I have no reason to do things my way. And, And how is that? I'm not trying to be like anybody else. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a pastor like anybody else. I want to pastor like God tells me to pastor. I don't want to have a church like anybody else. I don't, want to, I don't want to be a husband like anybody else. I'll glean from people. You know, I, I'll take advice from people. I'm submitted to authorities and those kind of things. I love all of that. But I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. So you have to decide who you are. And that takes time. And when you do that and you know who you are, you're able to connect with the vision and the purpose God put you here for. And you don't, listen, you can rejoice. You know, you know what the greatest thing about having vision in God is? That you can rejoice with others. You're not competitive with other people. I was a competitive to the bone, you know, growing up. I mean, everything I did was competitive. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't just be around anybody with that, you know, I mean, we couldn't play a game of Monopoly without, you know, go, going nuts over it, you know, I mean, and, and getting so competitive over a Monopoly game, you know, and I want to own all those motels, you know, and those houses and all of Fifth Avenue and, 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 and whatever those streets were, Park Avenue or whatever it was. God doesn't want you to be so competitive that you can't be about other people. And that's what began to change my life and is changing it to this day and will change it for the rest of the time I'm on this planet. It's evolving because I know who I am and I'm allowing the word to renew my mind on a day-to-day basis. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into that new person by changing the way you think. That's just elementary. And yet, are we doing that? And you have to be challenged to know that doing that, number one, is what will help to maintain your vision on a day-to-day basis. Number two, keeping your focus. 
keeping focused and staying focused on what it is that God has for you to do. Because the thing about vision from God is it evolves when you can handle it. God's not going to show you something you can't handle. So a lot of times we, we want to know everything and we want all this stuff to happen, but God, it, actually God's protecting you from being destroyed. Actually, he's protecting you. So the second thing in maintaining your vision is keeping your focus. And the verse of Scripture or the passage I want to read is out of Proverbs 4 and verse 20, starting with verse 23, and I want to read it out of the Message Bible. Let's read it together. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. What, what are we talking? What are we talking about? I'm giving you keys to maintain your vision, maintain your focus. If you're a person that talks out of both sides of your mouth at times, you say one thing and then you do something else, or you say one thing and then you say something else later, you know, and it's not the same, God wants you to line that up. It'll help to keep your focus on what God wants in your life and not what you're trying to accomplish. People that speak out of both sides of their mouth are working overtime trying to be something, be somebody, many times. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter. White lies and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions and watch your step. <laughs> and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. Come on. Man, what a what a what a translation of those three verses of scripture. What a great translation of keeping your focus. Um, put put that back up there again. So, as you're looking at, remember these are keys to keep your focus in maintaining your vision that God has given you. So as you're looking at all of those different issues there, go, go to the next piece. <clears throat> he said, when you're, when you're looking at those and you're working on those, the road will stretch out smooth before you, and you're able to not look left nor right, because that's where the distractions are. I'm walking, and then something's trying to get my attention over here, and then something's trying to pull me over here and over here. No, when... when when you know who you are and you are standing firm on that and keeping the Word of God like we're showing in, in these verses of Scripture, it's like you've got, you're like this, right? You're not looking left or right. You're not allowing the distractions to get the best of you. And if you purpose to stay with that and develop it day to day, you will maintain the vision day to day that God has given you. And it gets bigger. It gets stronger. Listen, there's no limits. What God has called you to do has everything to do with how you adjust your life based on the things we're talking about right here. And if you adjust your life and you walk it out and you remain faithful to it, 
Sky's the limit. There is no limit to what can happen and manifest in your life. No limit. Amen? We're talking about a victorious vision. I want to say something about that too, real quick. When I talked this morning about two different visions, a vision, a victorious vision, and then a defeated vision. And, and, and what I'm talking about is a mindset. It's how you think. And there are so many things that you can think as a result of your past and think about as your past and keep in your thinking that will cause you to be defeated when, when what you really want is to be victorious, but you don't change the way you think. That's why what I said in, in um, my first point about keeping the word, and that verse of Scripture in Romans 12, that's why that's so important. Renewing your mind to change the way that you think. And if you think defeated you will be defeated. No matter how much you hear taught, no matter how much, you know, you want things, you have good intentions and you want things to be right, at the end of the day, the way you think, as a man thinks, that's the way he is. If you think defeated, and you you know when you think defeated because you talk defeated. Thinking and talking defeated goes hand in hand. But thinking and talking victorious goes hand in hand also. Amen? I have a victorious vision. How about you? Amen. My vision is victorious because he created it that way, but he's no respecter of person. So if I say that, that there is a victorious vision to have and I have it, then it's yours too because he's no respecter of person. But again, like I said in the beginning, you have to believe it. Can you say amen? amen? Number three, <clears throat> keep your meditation. Keep the word, keep your focus, keep your meditation. Psalm 19 and verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable, Lord, in your sight, O my Lord, my strength and my redeemer. My strength and my redeemer. We're talking about you and I keeping our meditation on the word and not allowing ourselves to say we think one thing, but then meditate on all kinds of other things. How many know the potential to meditate on the negative is so much easier than meditating on the positive? And it's everywhere. The only thing that works in the form of meditation to cause you to overcome is the Word of God. But there's negativity everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, you wake up in the morning. From the moment you wake up to the time that you lay down at night... And then 
you can have things in your soul where you have disturbing dreams and meditating on those kind of things. I mean, it's constant. It's a warfare. And that's why we have to take it serious. And I'm telling you, meditation of the word that you speak and declare is so vital to your success and so vital to you maintaining the vision that God has given you. I have a victorious vision. How about you? I'm saying it the rest of the night. When I lay hands on you in a minute, I'm going to speak it over you. You have a victorious vision. I'm telling you tonight, I'm looking at people that may have some defeated areas on the inside of them, but it's time to get over that mess. We have visions that are victorious. That's the way God made it. He made you a visionary. He gave you a vision. He gave you a destiny. And he, he created you to fulfill that destiny and that purpose. But you have to believe it. You have to see it. Can you say amen? amen. Number four, keep doing. Keep the word. Keep your focus. What are we talking about tonight? About maintaining our vision. Keep the word. Keep your focus. Keep your meditation. And keep doing. We read this this morning, but I'm going to read it out of a different translation, out of James 1 and verse 21, starting with verse 21. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. And what are we talking about? Keys to maintaining our vision. So think of that, apply that to the way you're hearing what I'm fixing to speak. Okay? So he said, get rid of all the filth and the evil in your lives. Well, that sounds like really bad stuff, you know? But just anything that's not God, anything that you know doesn't please God, get rid of it. We're talking about maintaining our vision in our lives, our personal visions that God has for us, which is victorious. Get rid of anything that is not of God. I don't know how much simpler you can get, right? Get rid of anything that is not of God. How do you do that? He begins to tell you. And humbly accept the word of God, the, the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to what? Save your soul, renew your mind. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free... And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And what we read this morning, God will bless everything that you do. So, <clears throat> so the comparison here is seeing spiritually versus seeing naturally. 
And the problem with seeing naturally is, is that we, we forget. So I'm trying to do this. I'm making a commitment. I'm going to, you know, it's the first of the year and I'm making a, a New Year's commitment that I'm going to do this and whatever I'm going to do. I'm going to exercise or whatever, you know, all 101 different, you know, New Year's commitments. So we make that. We made it in the flesh. We're looking at that. We're trying to keep that. And then three weeks later, we forgot all about it. That's what he's talking about in so many ways. You, 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 you don't have to be that kind of a person. You, you don't have to try to be good. You, you don't have to try to look successful or look like you're, you're important or look like anything. You don't have to try. But stuff in our past tries to tell us we have to do that. And that's why to maintain a vision that is a vision of victory, you have to keep the word, you have to keep your focus, you have to keep the meditation day to day. It, it's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like owning your own business. Anybody ever own their own business? It's one thing to work for someone else and you're done. But when you own your own business, you're never done. You're never done. And that's what this is like. And, and the problem with it sometimes is people think that, man, this is a lot of work. You know? I, I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be all this. Well, that's why God didn't tell you when you first got saved. <laughs> that's why you're so excited when you first got saved. Man, it's a new life. Woo! Glory to God. Excited about all the good things that are happening. Huh? And most of the time in the first six months, some really good things usually happen to people, you know? They say, you know, I'm going to try that tithing, and they tithe, and, you know, somebody brings a boatload of money over to their house or something. You know, something like that will happen. But then, then time goes on, and you've got to grow up, and, and you've got to take responsibility for things. And then, then it's like, oh, wait, now I've got to be a doer of this, you know? And God's mercy and his grace is there for us. But anybody ever felt like at time God forgot about you? Like he lost your number, your address, and all that other stuff? All these things that hadn't been fulfilled? You know why? It's not God lost anything. God's saying, now I need more of you. And if you don't know how to hear that, then you get frustrated, you get bitter with God, you, you get bitter with what's not happening in your life, and so you come to the year 2022, and it's time to see some things manifested that have taken a long time. Yeppers. Huh? And all I can just say is keep doing it. Anybody, anybody ever do P90X? It was a 90-day workout. Took me 120 days to do it. <laughs> but I did it. But I didn't do all the yoga. No. I did about a third of the yoga. Oh, that hurt even. Even the third hurt. What was the guy's name? Not Tony Robbins. That's, that's the financial guy. Tony. Come on, somebody remembers his name. Tony. Tony, 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 Tony. Anyway, his name was Tony. <clears throat> and... And he'd say, he had this little saying that he would say, just, it, it was, just hit play and 
forget the rest or something like that, you know. And that's what this doing thing is. Just keep hitting play. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Because the success for your life is in the word you're keeping. You know what the word keep means in, in the Greek? All these places, or, or in the Greek and the Hebrew, in, in, in the, uh, no, the Greek in, uh, where is that word? In uh, Ephesians 3.10, that word keep is to possess. To possess the word. To make it your own. To make it a part of you. To possess it. So when you make the word your own, when you cause your focus to be on God's word on purpose, when you choose to allow your meditation not to be on 101 other things, but on what God is wanting you to meditate in day in and day out, day in and day out, and to keep doing what he said. Galatians 6, 9 says, if you don't quit, you will reap. What does that mean? Just keep doing it. And so these four points, I want you to connect them to the verse that we read this morning in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 18. I want you to connect everything that we've said today, tonight, through the understanding of 2 Corinthians 4.18. Keeping the word, keeping your focus, keeping your meditation, keep doing. Just listen to me read it. While you do not look at the things that are seen, but you look at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. They last forever. So you know what that means? You find a promise in the Word of God, that promise is yours. Whether you believe it or not, it's yours. Now, whether it works for you or manifests for you, it's up to you developing a belief system for it. But you find a promise in the Word of God, that's eternal. You know when that will work for you? Today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, a hundred years from now, and in eternity. Why would I want to live my life with a vision of temporary things that are subject to change from one week to the next? Put my faith and confidence in what people say that are apart from the Word of God? I'm going to get advice about my finances, my health, or anything else on the planet from somebody that doesn't believe this? Not in my world. I'm done with that. There may be somebody with some advice about something, and they actually got it from God, and they don't even realize it. But I'm not putting all of my focus and my effort into learning about things from people that are unrenewed and have no understanding of God. That's why in the passage that we read right in the beginning, 
Do not copy the behavior and the customs of the world. Don't copy that. So God's created you to be a creator of a new world. A world where your mind is renewed, where you're seeing clearly and seeing differently and understanding things from a different perspective so that your vision that is connected to Him is not moved by what you see, but only moved by eternal things. And that's the promises of God. The eternal things that He's talking about right here are the promises of God. How many in here know about a promise concerning divine health? I mean, they're all through the Word, right? How many know about a promise concerning divine prosperity and riches and, and, and blessing from God? I mean, all through the Bible, right? There's more talk about money and the blessing and riches than anything else in the Bible. How many promises in the Word of God for peace? How many promises in the Word of God for joy? How many promises in the Word of God for fulfillment? How many promises in the Word of God about how to develop right relationships in every way? Husband, wife, friendships, whatever it is. How many scriptures in the Bible about, about believing and receiving and embracing authority in your life and not being afraid of it? How many promises? Well, I'm telling you, every time something you hear, something you see, some way you feel about something, some emotion trying to tell you something, if you choose to look at the unseen, you will not keep the word, you will not keep your focus, you will not keep right meditation, and you will not keep doing what God has told you to do. You just won't. And that's where the battle is. That's the battle we face. But I'm telling you today, God has set us up with a victorious vision. Tonight we're going to pray. We're going to do this orderly tonight so everybody can be prayed for in a right order and manner. And, and, but, but I'm coming to you with an expectation. Listen to me. I pray for you every day. And I never miss. I never miss praying for you on a daily basis. So when I'm laying my hands on you, man, I'm telling you what. I've got, such, I, I've, got, I've got a stronger, stronger faith for you as I do for myself. But I think that's the way God had it. He set it up that way. So tonight when we pray, you come with expectation. Any two agree is touching anything they ask. Done. Done. Amen. So tonight, I don't want any other disruptions or waiting to the end. And so I want you to take that word that I've shared with you tonight. Spend some time on it. Make sure to go back and listen to it and get the points that I left here in the scriptures. And, and even the translations are vital to success. And, um, and, and make sure that you continue throughout the year to make that a part of you and listening to what was said. Because it came directly from God came directly from God about what to give you and how to minister this to you so that we can be in a place where our visions are happening, they're evolving, and we can maintain those visions that God has given us and not be robbed 
of the vision that, that God has for our lives. Can you say amen to that? that that's what, amazing. What a, what a joy. What a joy to know we can live in a victorious vision and be on the receiving end of it.